Dateline, October 31st, 2010. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 121 of the Airplane Geek Show. And Grant, I'll tell you what, what a difference a week makes. Last week we were talking about the glorious weather we were having here. We're sitting here today on this Sunday afternoon, freezing to death. It's pouring rain outside. What's going on? Yeah, mate, according to some locals, we've had more rain in the last few days than we've had in quite a few months. It's flooded again out in the Yarra Valley. I was just out there today, and I don't think we're going to be flying balloons there for a little while as we wait for it to all dry out. A lot of the creeks and the rivers have overflown their banks and uh, there's just water everywhere, mate. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. And, you know, we've had quite a few years of drought here, as we I mentioned a couple of weeks back. And, uh, yeah, it is good to see all the all the dams filling up for the farmers and uh, seeing some greenery about the place. It's, uh, uh, you know, we don't ever like to have too many rainy days, but, you know, it's it's nice to see the rain back. It sure, certainly is. Well, definitely for the farmers and for all those, now they'll probably start complaining about, dr- about floods. But uh, we haven't had quite enough to break the drought yet, but that is coming in the near future. If it keeps going like this and in other parts, of Victoria, it'll help. As you mentioned, the dams are uh, over 50% full. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, just a, a week or so ago, they were still only at 46%. So that should give you an idea of just how many inches of rain we've had in the last few days. Well, gloomy skies here in Victoria, Grant, but uh, probably gloomy skies for Qantas too. Can you believe it's already been a year since we did that skit on the last AGM and they've just had a, their latest one for this year? At least this year, I don't have to go into the uh, wombat hole to report on it because they weren't being besieged by hordes of angry shareholders with torches and pit- forks and so on. They, uh, it went a lot quieter this year than last year. Yeah, so uh, now here's a name we haven't heard of before, and it's Qantas Chairman Lee Clifford. Now, I'm not actually uh, familiar with Lee Clifford, um, but he said they're making all sorts of statements saying that uh, although their dividends are down, and in fact their market share is down, they're still uh, you know trying to make it spin as if it's sounding uh, all rosy from our end. Yeah, well, that's that's the job of anyone involved with a, an airline these days, is to try and find the rosy spin. They're not releasing a dividend this year. They um, they announced that they were suspending dividends earlier, earlier in the financial year and they're still not putting them back in yet so shareholders are a little upset about that but they've spun it as being required for uh, new aircraft and so on however uh, out of interest I note that Qantas's market share of the international traffic is down across the group as a whole let alone for their mainline their mainline share of the traffic is down quite a lot but the uh, Qantas group as a whole is uh, considerably down despite Jetstar coming in and getting lots more international travel yeah well I mean that's hardly surprising given that there's so much more competition in the market now and you've got uh, you know the onslaught of all the Middle Eastern carriers coming down here and, and taking away a lot of their traffic uh, you know up north into Asia and across to Europe and of course you've got Delta V which probably isn't a huge uh, player yet in the grand scheme of things but uh, they, they certainly will come on and once they get that uh, agreement um, all sorted out and running properly that's going to be a major major headache for Qantas and uh, you know we, we talk a lot about how competitive the Trans-Pacific routes are out of this country and um, you know that, that must be a concern for them. To give you some actual figures uh, the combined market share of Qantas and Jetstar is uh, 27.6% of the international market. Uh, as they point out here in this article in The Australian, quite well below the 34.5% share that they used to have at the start of this decade. It's interesting too here that their, their share price, uh, they're saying here on an article, now we're reading this article, came from the Associated Press on October 29th, and it's saying here that at the end of the of the day that all these announcements were made by Qantas, that their share price fell to $2.85 Australian. So it's not particularly valuable stock. So I don't know how that would compare. Maybe Dan could help us out with it. Well, most aviation shares aren't really valuable at, at all, but post-AGM, the fall in uh, share value was only uh, 1.04%. So, uh, you know, it still had a fair way to fall if it was going to. So, of course, the fact that they did all this on a Friday and uh, the news won't have got out to the market and the trading won't have resumed in time, we'll see what happens on Monday. Okay, well, speaking of their competition and uh, looking at the other side of the fence, what's our friend uh, John 
Getty you've been saying over there at Virgin lately? Well, he uh, was on a couple of financial uh, sites recently being interviewed there, and he said that he expects conditions across the carrier's domestic and international markets to improve next year, while he will also reveal more of the carrier's plans for the Asian market over the next year. Yeah, he goes on to say a little bit further down in this article that we're reading on the australianaviation.com.au website, Grant, that uh, he says there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of work being done on expanding the airline's presence in Asia, uh, although he wouldn't say Virgin Blue was looking uh, at working with a partner in the region or simply adding more of its own services. Now, uh, that's interesting, Grant, given all the machinations with their services across there to Bali. Mm, yeah, well, they've pulled the uh, 777 off there, so now it's the Pacific Blue 737s that are going to go to uh, Denpasar and Bali and uh, Phuket and Thailand. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what comes across. They want to get more into Asia. They've already started to get some good news, and that's the International Air Services Commission, the IASC, has granted approval for V Australia to co-chair on a number of Etihad services. Well, there you go. So it's interesting that they're picking this time to make these announcements, given that uh, Qantas would be very much in the news at the moment with their uh, with their AGM. Obviously. And their 90th birthday coming up in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, you know, it's, it's always interesting to watch the... It's almost guerrilla marketing, isn't it? It's really interesting oh, yeah. to watch. So the other interesting thing to be watching here is um, how the uh, the additional Etihad services coming here is going to uh, impact on Virgin's domestic services. That's right. Uh, now that they're code-sharing with Virgin, all those uh, passengers coming with Etihad who want to fly on uh, onwards within Australia will be given preference to fly on Virgin Blue's domestic network here. Uh, you know, you can book do one booking all the way end-to-end and things like that. So the streamlining will, will naturally funnel more packs to Virgin Blue. So for one easy code-sharing agreement, and they should start seeing a, a lot more passengers. So it'll be interesting to watch that over the next six to 12 months. Yeah, more aircraft means more tail numbers for us plane spotters to watch, Grant, so it's got to be a good thing all around. Well, there you go. That's always a wonderful thing. When speaking of aircraft appearing in a whole new area, uh, AirAsia X has announced that they're going to fly into Christchurch, and a lot of us found out about this in a very interesting way. It wasn't via an AirAsia X announcement. It was more by Air New Zealand saying, hey, we welcome the competition. Now, I actually found out about this when uh, Dan Webb, have you heard of him, Grant? Ah, isn't he with the airplane geeks? Oh, I think I've heard of that guy. Yeah, young young fella, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, he sent uh, through a, a press release uh, from Air New Zealand talking about this. So an interesting marketing ploy here. It's as if they're saying, yeah, come on, yeah, we'll, we'll have you. It's okay. We're not scared of you. Basically, AirAsia X is now going to be flying into Christchurch in the South Island of New Zealand. And that's got to be good because their marketing is going to help boost awareness of New Zealand as a market for Asians. That's already starting to pick up. Uh, new Zealand has been reporting, particularly Auckland, an increased number of tourists and, and visitors coming from Asia. So AirAsia doing their marketing and promoting New Zealand can only help increase the number of people coming on down and that may very well flow on to Air New Zealand as people go, well, no, I like the idea of New Zealand. I don't want Air Asia. I'll go with Air New Zealand or things like that. And once they become, they wind up in the country, again, who are they going to fly with? Yeah, so, um, and the other interesting thing here is uh, what aircraft will they be operating down there now? Uh, Grant, they'll be operating A330s according to Will Horton here at Flight Global. That's Uh, right. uh, But uh, maybe they might have some A340s on their shopping list. Not sure. Air Asia X are A330s. 330s while AirAsia is A320s. I, I, I don't know. It could be interesting to see what they do with, with airliners for there, but uh, you get too big and they may not be able to fit into Christchurch. Yeah, is that that one with that really uh, interesting approach? No, that's Queenstown and that's really small. You can't get much bigger than a 737 into there, but uh, Christchurch is the site of the really, really big earthquake they had recently. Yeah, oh, well, you better not put something heavy like an A340 on there, Grant. It's, it's, they don't call them the shaky aisles for nothing, you know. That's the one. That's the one. Well, it'll be interesting to see if AirAsia X are able to shake things up. 
shake things up. And speaking of shaking things up, Grant, as we finish off this report for this week, did you hear uh, Dan talking sometime last week about a laugh track? I mean, how, why do you think we do anything so gratuitous? Oh, come on, man. Like, we're ever going to do a laugh track? Does he think we, we, that we just come here every week to put silly sound effects in? I can't imagine why he would say such a thing. Well, I mean, it's it's. Uh, do we even have a sound effects rig? Sound effects? I don't know what he's talking about. Ah. Yes, ah, massive we'll fail there. Massive fail there. Epic fail. That's right. So there you go. That's the closest we're ever going to get to a laugh track. Yes, that's exactly right. (laughs) No such thing as a laugh track here on the Australia Desk, folks. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Cheers, folks. (laughs) 